This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Melissa Tate at the bottom of the hour. She got a great book out called Choice Privilege. It actually said white privilege, but she crossed it out and wrote the word choice on her book. She's been kicked off of uh, Twitter. She happens to be from Africa, from Zimbabwe. She is uh, somebody who's been here for a while now and loves America. And she just so happens that she's black. And that's a problem. If you love America, you're conservative. You believe in con- uh, constitutional conservative values. That's a problem. If you're black in America, you're supposed to get in line, get in lockstep, and do what the left says. She doesn't do that, so she's in trouble all the time. So she'll be at, at the bottom of this hour. Make sure you stick around for that. I've got what, what Jen Psaki said about energy in just a second. We'll talk about that a bit. Uh, how, how decidedly, stupid, this administration and its policies and regulations and restrictions on our own exploration are. I mean, just, just dumb. So we'll have all that for you and a whole lot more on a Monday. That's a Tuesday. That's a Monday. Let's go. That kind of worked out, though, Carrie. All aboard and then the song. Did it on purpose. Totally did. Prove that it didn't. Oh, my God. I love that you can hear that now. That is Carrie Lucky Chocolate Voice. How you doing? At an alternative location today. That's why you can't see her. People are like, I can't see Carrie. That is Polo. Get it done. Sam, you know she's getting it done as well. I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. So as I mentioned before we hit the break, Carrie, have you got more stories on Ukraine, Russia? I mean, I'll, I'll cover every angle. I mean, we'll, we'll just cover all the angles we possibly can. I mean, I can, I can look for some more. Just, um, just, see, just see if you've got other alternative angles. I mean, I've got like 15 different yeah. stories. I don't want to cover every little angle. But, I mean, the fact that many people said that Russia should have won like in a day. And they didn't. And Ukraine is still holding strong from, from all accounts. And the Stinger missiles are working. And taking out the tanks, that is working. And then, and then you're hearing rumors that Vladimir Putin might not be well. Have you heard this one? No, I did not hear that one. So if he's not well, that's why he's attacking his neighbor? Because I, I'm not well anyway. Well, um, let's just go get him. I don't know. It's just another, just another angle. So, I mean, yeah, just see if you've got something else there. But I do want to put this out there about oil. What I said before the break, and if you weren't listening, hello, show been on an hour. What's your problem? Um, 
we we take seven hundred thousand barrels barrels of oil a day from Russia. Now I heard this. I saw this earlier with uh, with Dega McDowell over on Fox. She said that we shut off Venezuela a, f- a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. So we don't take anything from them. And we, you don't want to help out Venezuela. It's a socialist country. It's a communist country. It's a country where people are starving. But do you really want to help Russia? Now, this is the way I understand it. And I know that I have it right what the Trump administration was doing. What's happened since might be a little bit different here and there. But what we did was we said, hey, wait a second. So you're going to take oil from, from Russia, Germany. You're going to take oil from Russia, EU, European Union, and you're going to pay them for the oil, and then we're going to protect you from Russia. Trump literally said this at a meeting with the EU, and it was a big, long comment. Watched it again the other night. He said, so just make sure that you understand where I'm coming from. You want us, and you expect us to protect you. You're not paying anywhere near the amount of your GDP that you should be paying into NATO, but you want us to protect you as you're buying oil from the people we're protecting you from. That makes no sense. So, of course, when Biden gets into office, he makes it even better for Russia. Nord Stream 2 can happen again. That's the pipeline. No sanctions. Plus, we're going to now punish oil producers and oil refiners here in America. Got all this crude that you can get from Venezuela that is easily refined in the Gulf Coast of, of Texas. Also, you've got that, that nasty, heavy crude from Canada that if you finish the Keystone XL pipeline that Biden canceled, might have been finished by now for all we know. You could also refine that in Houston or in that area, in the Gulf area. These things are decidedly true. Exploration in Anwar was going to happen. You had all sorts of, of oil being produced here and energy being produced, liquid, liquefied natural gas, all sorts of stuff being produced here in the United States of America. Biden comes in, starts signing these stupid executive orders about the Green Deal. So now we're literally watching war happen. Russia is not only providing energy and oil to the the, the European Union, EU, they're all, he's also providing us with barrels of oil, and we're still taking it. And we're not shutting it off and replacing it with somebody closer or replacing it with our own exploration. We're not, we're not doing it. We can. That would cripple him. But we're not doing it. So Saki is asked about this. The fact is, we should be relying on our own oil. We're a net oil exporter. We're a net exporter. We're energy independent under Trump. We're not now. And when Saki is asked about it, this is what this doofus has to say. On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to, and we need to look at other ways of, process, of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. On oil leases... I mean, I mean honestly... And she goes on to say more green energy, and she it's not in the soundbite for some reason. But she's talking about reducing, listen to what she says clearly, reducing our dependency on foreign oil and on oil, period. 
She literally says that oil leases. What this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to look at other ways of process of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things. She doesn't say the word green, Carrie, but she's saying other ways of energy in our country and other countries. She's talking about the Green New Deal. Well, war is being waged. And Putin is financing it through selling oil to us and others. She's talking about other sources of energy. She's talking about the Green Deal. She's talking about green energy. When in fact, she should be talking about, we're going we're gonna to ramp it up, man. We're going to open the spigots. We're going to ramp it up. We're going to get the oil rigs going. We're going to start producing like crazy. Russia can kiss my ass. She literally should have said to George Stephanopoulos, Russia can kiss my ass. On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to look at other ways of process of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. I mean, it's nuts to me. This person is the mouthpiece for our government. This person is who the world community sees as the representation of Joe Biden's White House. Dude, that is just nuts. And there's something very, very wrong with this whole situation in Washington, D.C. So wrong, even even worse than we thought. And it doesn't get any better. Look, I get it. I get it. Never let a serious crisis go to waste. Rahm Emanuel said it. I I get it. This is a serious crisis, so what we need is more green energy. I mean, they they, they always go a little bit too far. Always cross the line a little bit too far. Always jump that shark so far that their, their face hurts when they hit the water on the other side. They always take it too far. And now we understand. Now we understand. So what? A bunch of Ukrainians die. So what? Russia tries to reform the Soviet Union. So what? We keep on buying oil from Russia and so does the EU. We really need to get more green energy. We probably should sign an executive order or pass some sort of a bill in the House and the Senate about green energy. Now's the time, right? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Carrie, have you got something? Another angle for me? Well, just one, um, that American businesses are starting to boycott Russian products. Okay, that's good. Um, In solidarity with uh, Ukraine, this is from Fox News. The West continues to show its support for Ukraine in the country's battle against Russian invaders. Businesses across America are taking a stand against Vladimir Putin's aggression and defending Ukraine by striking at Russia's best-known exports. Uh, The battle for Ukrainian sovereignty reaches day five as Russian forces continue their campaign to claim Kyiv. But Americans are sounding a rally cry for Ukrainian sovereignty with a different campaign focused on boycotting Russian goods. Vodka, perhaps the country's most famous export, has arrived at the epicenter of discussion in the U.S., with bars, liquor stores, and restaurants dumping their Russian supplies and opting for Ukrainian brand, brands instead. Uh, Skeeter Miller, owner of a Texas-based barbecue restaurant, spoke with Fox & Friends early Monday and to explain why he's banning Russian materials and opting to sell a Ukrainian vodka brand instead. We're looking for some Ukrainian vodka we can use. We've reached out to our suppliers to see what they have. Uh, there is a vodka called core so we're interested in what he in that he said we want to replace russian vodka with something that can support ukraine i mean good you know people are taking action i mean 
take some action. Or, Carrie, they could put something up on Tinder. You know. Uh, yeah. I could be just as effective if you're David Hogg. Sure. Sure. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Yeah, boycott it if it's from Russia. But then again, I mean, this, go ahead. I was going to say later on down the story, you know, there have been some governors who have halted the sale of Russian vodka in their states. Good. Can't, I think that's awesome. Sell it if, if you wanted to. There you go. Bam. Punish them. It, it's that simple. We should be taking action to stop the money flow into Russia and cut him off. But instead, we're talking about green energy. That's how stupid we are. And by we, I mean them in the White House. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Motown Monday, glad to have you here. The Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Tons going on, tons to get to. Got to remind you that as we get older, you know that kind of energy you used to have, right? You, you just don't. I mean, and energy really is based on your blood flow, your circulation. Is that happening? Is that getting done for you? More caffeine and more sugar and sodas and energy drinks? Not really doing the trick, are they? You get that fast sort of pick-me-up and then it's gone in seconds, maybe a few minutes. Get Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat. They give you the energy you need. They're good for you, too. No more afternoon pick-me-ups with those coffees and energy drinks and all that stuff, that candy. Two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to, to your morning routine. Add those in. Promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day. No caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. Listen, these are delicious. They taste great. I've done the powder for years. Great pick me up there as well. Why not stop by my part of the website now and save a bunch of money? Because you listen to my program, get up to 45% off, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com. Up to 45% off at JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen right now. A lot of people want to be heard. Let me go to line one. It's Mike in Indiana. Hi, Mike. Hi, Joe. Pleasure to talk to you. Enjoy your show on Thanks, a man. regular basis. Thanks. I'm a, a truck driver. I deliver fuel oil for a living. I, I think what uh, President Biden is doing is absurd. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline, put uh, thousands of Americans out of work, trying to deal with Russia so that they could uh, export oil. He was in charge of Ukraine, so he set up their natural gas and energy process, and then he telegraphs to Ukraine that he's not going to do anything if they go in there. Right. But uh, but Trump is a uh, Russian puppet. Dude, 
look in the mirror. Um, thank you so much for all you do, Joe. I really enjoy your show, and uh, thank you, Chocolate Voice, also. Oh, wow, wow. He had to go there, huh? I mean, man, I thought I thought it was really going to be a good call for a second there, yeah. thought it was going to be awesome. Really thought it would be awesome. Turned out it wasn't so awesome, I guess. I mean, just really crazy at the end there. They just really just stepped right up and did that whole thing there, you know. Hey, glad that you called in. Thank you. And I appreciate all the truckers out there. I know how hard you guys work, you guys and gals, how hard you work in bringing us our stuff that we need. And uh, it's got to be a really tough time for you with the Freedom Convoys going on, the higher prices of fuel. And uh, and now we see with the Keystone XL cut down and or stopped. And um, and also the fact that we were a net exporter is just gone. Uh, it's, it's It can't be easy. It just can't be. And he's right. It is absurd what Joe Biden's doing. Back at it, going to be Jeff in Alaska. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Joe. Uh, last call has a bunch of great points. Um, Saki over the weekend just shows us again how much in the tank the media is. Just like the points you brought up earlier, nobody brought, nobody threw, none of the media threw that back in her face. Hey, are we going to stop buying oil from Russia? Hey, are you going to turn our oil back on? Nobody brings that stuff up to them. Because they agree with her. That's what I'm saying. So now all of a sudden I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to think that they're not, they've been lying to us the last two years with COVID. Now all of a sudden I'm supposed to think they're telling us the truth. No, right. they're just lying to us again. I agree. Jeff, you're right. I agree. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Back at it. Kathleen is in Houston. Hi, Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. I will put Kathleen back on hold. Jeff, California. Hi. Are you talking to me, Joe? If your name is Jeff and if you're in California, yes. That's it, yes. Um, hey, you know, until like three weeks ago, it was like, uh, oh, gee, maybe Saudi Arabia will sell us more oil. I thought we were getting our oil from the Middle East. And now I find out we're buying 700,000 barrels a day from Russia. Yes. I mean, this this administration has been lying to us on everything since uh, the beginning of it. Um, I thought this place could be a real utopia if we could just pump our own oil, um, secure our borders, and take care of the terrorists. And I think we're well on the way, but uh, a rigged vote for Biden changed it. The, the problem is, Jeff, you, um, you're making too much sense. You can't be making sense when it comes to power and control. You can't be making sense when it comes to politics. You can't be making sense when it comes to elections. You can't be making sense when it comes to reality versus what what the overlords want. You, you have to understand. Yes, of course they're lying to us. They always lie to us. They're going to continue to lie to us. Because, there you go. They don't think it's a problem. They don't think it's a problem. As long as they get to where they want to go, if it if it gets them to the end, if it if it gets them to their goal and what they want, what they desire, they'll lie that face off. They don't care, and they're never going to care. Why would they? That'd be kind of silly. <laughs> Why the heck should I care if it gets me the result I want? So, hey, look, Russia's attacking Ukraine. Let's go green energy over here. What? The hell does that have to do with anything? Holy crap, we had a hurricane. Let's do Obamacare. What? What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm telling you, this is the game they play, and they're not going to stop lying until we vote that ass out. And how do you vote that ass out if you're not sure about election integrity? It's all—it's a big circular 
game that they play on us. Justin, San Antonio, quickly, let's go. Yes, sir. I've been a truck driver for 10 years now. I've worked in the oil field for eight years. I make more money than most, but I feel it at the fuel pump when I stop to fuel up my 18-wheeler, when I stop to fuel up my personal truck. Yep. I mean, everybody, everybody is feeling it except the elites in Washington, and that's what the country needs to understand. We're all in this together, but they're not. They are absolutely not. They left us behind like they left Americans behind in Afghanistan. With the fuel going up for you, uh, Justin, I don't have much time, but with the fuel going up for you, do you do you see an increase in pay or not? No, sir. See, no, that, sir. That's wrong. I mean, that's exactly the problem here. It's almost like they're trying to put you guys out of business. Thank God they won't be able to do it. But it's not fair to you, Justin. I think you should get an increase. I think that, that if the oil is going to go up because of bad policies, then you should at least be able to pay your bills and not have to suffer the bottom line because you guys are doing God's work, bringing us the stuff we need. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Melissa Tate, when we come back, stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Her name is uh, Melissa Tate, and she's in big trouble on social media, so she must be cool. Uh, she's also an author. The name of the book is Choice Privilege, What's Race Got to Do With It? And it's out now. Melissa, how are you? Good to meet you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. You're very welcome. I love your story, um, and we'll get into exactly what your background is in a second. But let's start with you got kicked off of Twitter. Because I got kicked off of Twitter once. I, I dared, once the studies came out, I dared say hydroxychloroquine works because it does. And I put hashtag hydroxychloroquine works and I got suspended. And they sent me a note that I'm going to be suspended until I take it down. Well, I was going to fight the good fight. And um, I left it up there for three or four weeks. And I said, you know what? Let me take it down. And then I'll complain about them once they put me back on, which right. I did. Um, were you given that choice as well? First of all, what did you do to get into Twitter jail? Well, along the same lines as you, I shared a video uh, of Joe Rogan interviewing Dr. Peter McCullough, who's a world-renowned um, you know, doctor that you've interviewed. Yeah. And um, basically, they permanently suspended me, basically. So I didn't have any recourse like you did. But you know, this is something that has been going on for a very long time. They have targeted me from the time that I actually signed up for Twitter, which was back in 2015 when President Trump was running yeah. uh, as a candidate back then. So initially I had set up an account and at uh, 25,000 followers, uh, they shut me off and I couldn't log back into the account. And then I had to start from scratch. So I created a new account and then, uh, you know, I've had it for, I guess, five, almost five years. And President Trump retweeted me a, a few times. Yeah. So I had a huge following. I had 500,000 followers. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So I was reaching a lot of people, particularly with my book and so forth. So and then just to be shut off overnight was just, you know, um, quite shocking. I can imagine but, hey, you just woke up one day and you, you were just off. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, for those who don't know, I've, I've interviewed Dr. McCullough twice now. I've interviewed Robert Malone three times, a guy who invented mRNA technology. And they both say don't take the vaccine. They both say here is the fact that it's above reproach. Um, Dr. McCullough is a world-renowned cardiologist. And here's a guy that has been uh, studied and, he, and he's written in so many journals, probably more than anybody else. And what he says isn't his opinion. What he says is verified truth and fact. 
And that's all you did. I mean, did you take anything out of context? I mean, you just put a piece no, of the I, interview up. No, actually, the irony is that the video is still up. You know, the video, I, maybe it's the commentary that I okay. put with it that triggered them. But uh, the video is still circulating all over Twitter. Well, what did you say? What, did you, what was the commentary? Um, I just basically said what Peter McCullough was saying in the video. Yeah. So I just basically uh, wrote out what he was saying in the video and shared it. And that video is still on there with other people sharing it. But, you know, like I said, I was, I, I've been targeted from the time I've been on there. I've been suspended multiple times before for very minor, um, I mean, obviously for no reason, because you yeah. know, there shouldn't be any reason why I should be taken off for sharing my opinions. Agreed. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a battle for the last five years because obviously they don't like having, you know, an outspoken African-American woman who's speaking against the narrative. So they've, I've, I've always seen myself as a target of, you know, Twitter. Follow. I want to I jump into that a little bit because that's a very interesting take. Choice Privilege is the name of the book. What's race got to do with it? Her name is Melissa Tate. Go to realmelissatate.com, realmelissatate.com, and uh, find out more about that. So you don't fit the narrative. You're, no, a, you're, a, you're, you're a black woman in America, and you're supposed to be a liberal. You're supposed mm-hmm. to love abortion. You're supposed to be very happy about this recent Supreme Court nominee. You're supposed to be just like Maxine Waters, and you're supposed to get in lockstep with Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. So you dared actually think for yourself. And I think what goes along with that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're not from here. You're from Africa originally. And I find that immigrants to this country, people who come here legally, people who do it the right way, and people who are seeking opportunity see the country for what it really is. When we're in the country, we don't see it as well. Did I get that right? No, you're absolutely right. And yeah, so I I do come from Zimbabwe. I came to the United States at the age of 19. And I actually came at a time when our own country was going through a devastating economic collapse due to the socialist policies we're seeing happening here in the in the United States and critical race theory, too. Right. Um, And so I came here at a time uh, when we didn't have any money for me to come to the United States, but I came by faith. So I arrived in the United States by faith with $300 in my pocket, uh, a suitcase full of clothes for college. And I pretty much had to figure it out on my own. And God provided. I worked hard. I was able to graduate with a business degree, uh, worked in finance for about three years, started my own business. And by the time I was 27 years old, I had a business that was doing seven figures in revenue. I had multiple employees. I was basically living the American dream. Beautiful. So... It's just amazing to see this narrative, you know, start to come up that America is this systemically racist and evil country that is oppressive to minorities. That is something that absolutely does not resonate with me because coming here as an immigrant has really made me, um, you know, it's something that I wasn't going to be able to achieve in my own country. This is this makes America very unique. My grandfather and his, and his brothers came from southern Italy, and they were they were masons. They were brick masons. They built things, and they were very blue collar. And they saved every dime. And, and he had eight kids. And then you know the next generation, my dad had more opportunity than I have more opportunity because of that. Um, so I love your story. I do. But I wonder because I'm not a black woman. I, I don't know what this is like when you get here. The, does Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and that mindset try to co-opt you immediately, saying, "Hey"? You're a beautiful young woman. You happen to be African-American. You're on our side, right? I mean, do you, did you get that wink and a nod from people who assumed who you must have been? Well, I came to the United States long enough ago to where when I came, race wasn't even an issue. Okay. 
So this was a long time. I guess this was like t- 2003. You know, race wasn't a big deal. What are you talking deal. about? You said you were 19. You're like 26 now. What are you no. talking about? Come on. No, I'm, I'm, a lot, I'm a lot older than I look. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Okay, so, so, so I mean, it, it really hadn't gone nuts yet because in 2003, we didn't have Barack Obama yet. And Obama right. had a unique opportunity to bring us together as people, and he took that opportunity to separate us and divide us. But do you agree with that? Absolutely. And that's when I actually started to notice this racial narrative was actually in the second term of Obama is when I started to pick up on the racial narrative. And the reason why I picked up on it is because it's the same type of narrative that actually destroyed my own country, like in Zimbabwe. Um, For maybe some of your audience, they don't know what happened in Zimbabwe, but we also had that racial tension that was mostly manufactured by politicians who were trying to scapegoat some of their policies that were destructive and basically blame the white farmers as the reason for why everything was going sideways. And the result of that was absolutely devastating. We had the um, largest financial collapse in the history of the world, had the worst inflation in history, made the Guinness Book of Records to the point where we were printing $100 trillion bills, which would just be able to buy you maybe a bag of groceries. Oh, wow. So I've lived through this. I've, um, you know, waited in bread lines, slept in a fuel queue, waiting to put gas in my car. Uh, my my parents lost everything, you know, uh, all their life savings to inflation. Um, so so I've seen this before. Um, so just starting from Obama and seeing that cultural Marxist rhetoric start to take root. Now looking back at it is now when I actually start to connect the dots with the cultural Marxism. Uh, but at the time, I hadn't really like connected those dots. But now it makes sense. Her name is Melissa Tate. Go and get her book. It's called Choice Privilege. Actually, it's got white on the on the actual book cover that you cross out. And you put instead of yes. white privilege, you put choice privilege. What's race got to do with it? Go to realmelissatate.com. You know, you're so right. When it comes to somebody like Obama, he did have that opportunity. But he's always been who he is. He sort of was raised that way. He was raised by socialists, raised by Marxists. And when he got into office, he had a choice. Either I can act like the plantation owner or I can act like somebody who wants to bring people together, slaves and and the owners together and make us all one people. He decided to be the plantation owner. He decided to to keep people in the projects, put more people on, on social services, put more people in Section 8 housing, put more people on entitlements, have fewer people working, more people in unemployment, and therefore he can control them. That's really what it was. I mean, he was the he was the monarch, and look look at all that I'm doing. And you know what we found out in four years, Melissa, and I wonder if you agree with this, that President Trump did more for black people than Barack Obama did in eight years, that Barack Obama has done in his entire life. In four years with, with criminal justice reform and, and unemployment for African Americans was so much lower under Trump. Do you agree that Trump and his policies, didn't matter what color he was, uh, did so much better for everybody? No, you're absolutely right. And the irony is just mind-blowing to to just see how President Trump did so much for the African-American community, and yet he's the one that's smeared as the most racist president we've ever had. Well, why did they get away that, with that, though? Why did they get away with that narrative when you and I can tell them very simply, here are the 10 things he did to improve the lives of that community? Why did they get away with it? Why did people buy it? Well, I mean, it goes back to the bigger picture of which is something that I talk about in the book as well. It's the fact that the the left has been able to take over every sphere of American society. Right. You're right. So they control much of the media. They control much of entertainment. They control much of business and uh, Wall Street. And 
uh, the university. So all the major institutions have pretty much been infiltrated by the far left. So they're able to put out a narrative that is able to touch uh, a lot of lives. And particularly in the black community, they're mostly, um, you know, they're mostly reached through entertainment. So you start to see how this is, uh, you know, this narrative is propagated through athletes, through entertainers and so forth. And so they're just they, they're just put into this bubble of information where it's really hard to penetrate and, and um, that bubble of information and get the truth to um, particularly the black community. But I think President Trump was able to crack that because um, you see that he was able to double his African-American vote in 2020. And I believe that he actually started something that is actually going to get only bigger, particularly with African-American males who are now leaving the Democrat party in droves. So that is a good thing because they're starting to wake up and start to see that this is a book because President Trump actually introduced the idea of what have they done for you? Yeah. What the hell do you have to lose? What <laughs> has right. the Democrat Party been able done for you? And nobody's been able to answer that question. So it's been good to see that. It is. Uh, Melissa, take get this book, Choice Privilege, what's race, what's race got to do with it? Choice Privilege, what's, what's race got to do with it? It's a great title. I, I messed it up. Sorry. Um, all right. So Choice Privilege, what does that mean? You've got the privilege to make the choice of what? Any choice? Yeah, so it's a play on the words white privilege, yeah. but I cross out where it says white and I put in the words choice because in America, it is the choices that you make that determine your destiny and the quality of your life. It's not the color of your skin. And um, it, the Heritage Foundation actually did a study and they and they said that if you just did three, if you just made three choices, you have a 98% chance of not living in poverty if you live in America. And those choices are just basically finish high school. Uh, get married before you have children, and uh, get a job. <laughs> so those are just three basic things that can guarantee that you're, I mean, almost guarantee yeah. that you're not going to live in poverty in America. But we've seen how the Democrat Party has dismantled, you know, marriage. They've ruined education. And, uh, you know, now they've put a lot of people on the welfare plantation. And, and therefore, we see a lot of these issues. What's interesting, it's Melissa Tate, Choice Privilege, What's Race Got to Do With It? Go and get this book. Go to her website, realmelissatate.com. Um, Black Lives Matter admitted it. They said, the organization said, we're here to disrupt the Western nuclear family. They really meant, let's get the men out of the house. And if we get the men out of the house, then the government can be the man, and the community organizers can be the man, can be the father. And uh, if you have a baby every two years, we'll give you more welfare and we'll give you a, a little place to live. Section eight. We'll give you a couple of morsels of, of food. We'll tell you what you can wear. We'll give you heat. We'll give you electricity and Internet. Just we're your God. We're your father. We're your your guide. We're the, the nuclear family for you. I don't know how they were successful in doing that so quietly for so long, but they, they were with the projects and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're just out and out saying it. We men aren't important. In, in fact, we're feminizing men. In this country, for some reason, I am an outlier that I'm a big, strong, loud man. Um, <laughs> and, and this is, I mean, honestly, they're trying to raise an entire generation of guys that aren't sure if they're men or women. So uh, how do we get it back? How do we turn the tide? Because your example is wonderful. I came from far away. I saw the opportunity that you're not seeing. Let me help to educate you on that. But how do we get a hold of people who, from the age of five, were taught in school that the cross-dressing person reading to you, teaching you how to twerk when you're five years old, is normal? 
Oh my goodness. You know what? There's no easy answer. There's, I mean, there's no quick fix to this problem. Yeah. And the issue, I mean, the only way to solve this problem is for us to change course starting from today. Okay. And, and I mean, by us, I mean us conservatives, starting with the education system, because I think um, one of the mistakes that we as conservatives and Christians have done is we have outsourced education to the government. You know, we don't want government in, in our health care. We don't want government in any aspect of our lives except education, which I find, um, you know, very troubling. And it's the it's the biggest reason why we're at where we're at today. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people to start thinking outside of the box as far as education goes, because that's where because we may be winning a lot of battles against the left, but that's where we're losing the war. Yeah, because no matter what we do. You know, the left has 50 million kids that they are indoctrinating right now. And four years ago, I may not have been this strong about getting your kids out of the government school system um, because, well, now four years later, now they actually uh, start the indoctrination at kindergarten. They used to wait till college. So at least in the in the school grade level, they didn't really push the indoctrination. But starting maybe I would say about four years ago, they really started to push on that um, indoctrination starting at kindergarten, which is a lot of them are doing it before then. A lot of them they're doing with pre-K. Um, a lot of them are doing pre-K, but we're starting to see people like you stand up and be heard. We're starting to see people like in San Francisco of all places, they kicked three people off the school board. That's amazing. Suddenly the San Francisco mayor is saying, hey, that was kind of good that they did that. She's a liberal. So they're waking up to understand that people like you and people like me and people like those who are watching and listening really aren't playing games. When you call parents domestic terrorists because mm -hmm. they want to go to a school board meeting and, and complain about the education that the kids are getting, that's when you get Virginia to, to do what Virginia did by not yeah. electing Terry McAuliffe. Listen, I could talk to you for two hours. Can, can you come <laughs> back on again soon? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love okay. to come on. Her name is Melissa Tate. Get this book, Choice Privilege, What's Race Got to Do With It? I want you to go and get it right now. Go to her website, realmelissatate.com, and follow her on Instagram, on Facebook, and she's also on Getter. Melissa, thanks a million. Let's do this again soon, okay? Thank you so much for having me. I was going to say quickly that it's also available on Audible. I just released it a couple of days Great. ago on Audible on uh, on uh, Amazon.com. Beautiful. Go to Amazon.com and get it as well. Melissa, thanks a million. We're back All after right. this. Stay Thank right here. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're listening to Joe Pags. It is a Motown Monday. Appreciate having you stop by. It is, uh, by the way, Melissa Tate, realmelissatate.com. Get her book. It is Choice Privilege. She, she actually X's out the word white and uh, talks about it. You know, it's interesting seeing a young African-American woman, she's actually from Africa, um, who came here and didn't fall for the game that's being played on black people in America. She came here and said, there's more opportunity here than I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity. I'm going to go to work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have babies after I get married. I'm going to find the guy of my dreams and so on. And she's living, truly living the American dream. And there's so many people out there who have been persuaded, conned, cajoled into not living the American dream. 
and enjoying this the land of opportunity. Imagine somebody like her coming from Zimbabwe seeing that Biden just selected a, a Supreme Court justice appointee based on race and gender, not on merit. That's nuts. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show.